Hi there. After a week off, while we ramped up for the new site, we're back at World Cup Coffee and Tea, Northwest 18th and Gleason in Portland for another OMN Coffee Shop Conversation. I'm OMN editor Tom D'Antoni, and with me is bassist, composer, Jamie Leopold. You may know him from his current group, Short Stories. If you're real good, you know him from the legendary Dan Hicks and his Hot Licks. Jamie was on the scene in San Francisco for all those hippie hijinks. He knew Neil Cassidy, Kesey, and nearly all of the other luminaries. He even spent a little time in the pokey for helping distribute what we in Oregon can now buy in stores. He quit music for a long time, but he's back on the scene. Stories? He's got them. Meet Jamie Leopold. This is the cupping room. It is the cupping room. Well, uh, I don't see any cups, but I try, I'll, I'll take right. your word for it. All right. There's one in front of you. That is true. <laughs> I guess it, this this makes it a, a legitimate but cupping room. It doesn't have anything to do with no. your cup. No, no. But cupping in general, the general coffee shop right. cupping, because that's what they do here. Where they go and they something like that. spit it out. I and, don't know. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I'm, I'm. You know, I never. Hello. Oh. <laughs> uh, I love a little punctuation, don't you? <laughs> Always. I don't know if actually that got through. That was a, a, a loud horn that uh, just decided to blow its uh, whistle on its way by. Well, um, you still got the short stories going? Short stories are huh? going. I'm having a ball um, playing different places and. Uh, Getting some expert musicians to actually play my my middling compositions. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's a big thrill for me, actually. Um, why? I mean, you didn't think you weren't going to be a musician anymore, did you? Well, I wasn't really a musician for uh, a lot of years in the center part of my life. Yeah. The beginning, yes. The middle, not so much. And now... I won't say the end, but the, the yes. third, third. And now. <laughs> right. The final curtain. Well, I hope not too final. Okay. <laughs> There's always you know, light at the end of the tunnel, they say. Is that right? Well, that's what they say. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> really? I think it's just a tunnel. I think it's just a train coming at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long tunnel. Yes. Uh, so... Um, the, the, how, how many pieces you got in in, in, the, well, in this band, or six, does it vary? It varies, but usually it's six. We have a uh-huh. uh, wonderful vocalist. Uh, often it's Jennifer Smea, who's uh, building a reputation around town. She's got her own, own group and plays with a couple of others. Uh-huh. And uh, Clark Salisbury, uh-huh. really great guitarist. Uh, Michael Kersey on the bass. Um, Fred Ingram on the drums. And an unsung... Uh, Great harmonica player Aaron Lowe, uh-huh. um, who I started playing with uh, probably um, four years ago. Michael doesn't break out into uh, Middle Eastern, uh, <laughs> Middle Eastern stuff every once in a while, does he? Uh, no, but he does pray, play in the, the feathers of the baladi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's what I mean. He's a, he, he he can swing both ways. I know. You know he's know. Eastern and Western. Right. I guess you'd say, yes. with a with a little a little Cajun thrown in there sometimes. Yeah, for sure. He does. For yeah. sure. For sure. <laughs> Clark also plays uh, in the Brothers with him too. Uh huh. Yeah. 
plays oud and guitar and all kinds of saws, whatever that is. Saws? Yeah, that's a, that's a I don't know Turkish instrument. I oh, guess. not like a saw. No, 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 not a saw. You ever no. know guys who played saws? I have an ex-brother-in-law who plays a saw. Is that right? Uh, yeah. He, Paul Delay's father was known for being a great saw player. And I did a story on him once. He was also a great photographer, but I did a story on him once. And his thumb was bent like halfway back wow. from decades of playing the saw. But he yeah. could play anything on a saw. Yeah. I, I have a limited <laughs> tolerance for the saw. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's good for a little while. But then something happens in my brain and right. I don't want it anymore. Right. right, right. It's like hearing the theme from third man too many times. Can't hear that too many times. Okay. Well, I'm Sorry. not so sure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe it's just the <laughs> instrument. I can't say. It takes me Oh, well, I, I just have a great affection for that movie. Oh, so. well, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so the you shot, know. The, the, the shot of, of Orson Welles in the shadows in the doorway. Yeah. Ah! I never get tired of that movie. No, yeah. I never get tired of it. Yeah. I've seen it many, many times, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> so we something to rediscover in it, you know, or just uh, the lighting, I, everything, you know. Yeah. Very atmospheric, and I'm kind of partial to post-World War II uh, destructive Yes. Stuff, you know. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we have the History Channel, so that right. we can watch Nazis over and over. No, again. I'm not. So, yeah, I suppose. Yes. I suppose. No, I'm. I'm more interested in the the years of the, the after that. Yeah. Yeah. The oh, yeah. years that the Le Carre yeah. was writing about. Right. Right. And yeah, all, all the destroyed buildings and all that. Yeah. yeah you can't get, yeah. You can't get enough of that. Can't get enough of <laughs> devastated Europe. Just can't get enough of it. Anyhow, yeah. So uh, we're we're playing around town, and uh -huh. uh, um, recently played up on the mountain at the Skyway uh, uh -huh. Bar and Grill, which is a great place. I don't know if many people know about it, but it's up in Zigzag. Yeah. And uh, so, what what are you writing about with, in this band? I just write. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of struck by people uh -huh. uh, in their predicaments and in their their sorrows and their joys kind of, I, you know, I was raised in a humanist, not, no, I'm not kidding, household, Yeah. you know, and so I was really raised to really appreciate people Yeah. and really be empathetic. Yeah. That was kind of the religion of, you know, of where, I, where I come from. Yeah. And so it kind of is reflected in, in, in what I write about, when mm -hmm. I write about people, you know, sort of a, I don't know, uh, the poignancy, I guess you'd say, of existence mm -hmm. it comes out in different ways, yeah. you know, in these songs. Yeah. Kind of, um, uh, they're kind of destroyed buildings. Yeah, I, yeah I'm not just <laughs> writing about the, the, the um, you know, the black holes that we all feel well, sometimes. Well, that's good. But um, that yeah, there's, there's, there's darkness in it, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, Is there redemption? Always redemption. Okay. Always redemption. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good to hear. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I, I. I have one tune that's especially. You know, since you mentioned that, you know, that uh, no, I, I. I was redeemed myself. Uh huh. So I know it can happen. Uh huh. You know, I was in a pretty dark hole for many years and quite a few years ago, but. Yeah. Literally, right? Yeah. 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 Well, you literally like a dark hole, like I was in a dungeon. Yeah. And that I don't recall. Well, like time. a prison. Oh yeah, I was in prison, but yeah. um, that's not the dark hole. Well, you know, let's be let's be honest. I mean, it was San Bruno County Jail outside of San Francisco. Okay. And um, 
you know, it wasn't San Quentin. Yeah. But it was people who had been in, in San Quentin who were there that I met said actually San Quentin in many ways was better because they actually provided things for you to do during the day. Uh -huh. And this was sort of like nothing nothing was going on. Yeah. Uh, this is just kind of a little aside. I remember I met somebody there who, this is in the late 50s, who got busted for two joints and got sent to San Quentin for like seven or eight years. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, seems un unbelievable these I understand. days. Uh, well, no, it doesn't really. I mean, that it, I, it, it would, not, but not to you and me. Right. Because we right. were there. Right. And I mean, it totally screwed him up forever. Of course. You know. But it didn't screw you up forever. No, that's because I... I went. I was on a different level. I went to jail for sales of a kilo. Oh. <laughs> so it wasn't a couple of joints. <laughs> no, I, I. I mean, you know, I, I got a, you know, six months in jail and, yeah. and three years suspended sentence. And yeah. They thought, you know, the police in in, in the Haight Ashbury thought I was a really big deal. Uh -huh. and I, I wasn't really. I was just, yeah. you know, kind of a, a lower middle man. Uh huh. And. Uh, you know, but I, I had a friendly reputation. I think people spoke highly of me on the street, and well, it got me in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 it was always it was always good to have a friendly dope man rather than an unfriendly dope man. Well, you know, you, everyone was pretty friendly in those days yeah. when you're dealing weed. Yeah. Yes, there was of course. No, there was no yeah, yeah. right. There was no. Yeah. Uh, it was only later that uh, when. Um, Things you know kind of went sideways in the hate, you yeah. know, uh, when heroin was making an appearance, of, you know, more than it had been before, and not so much cocaine, but a lot of meth, yeah. you know. And but the cops put so much effort into busting people who smoke pot. Oh yeah, I you know uh, I was the under I was the editor of the underground paper there, and you know uh, they. Well, we used to run the price of pot in the paper. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Street price. Uh, well, you know, it was a public service. You Absolutely. Know? You know, now we would, we'd be, we'd, we'd just, it's just, <laughs> you can't get away from it now. Right. You know, right. You, 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 were, you were a consumer advocate. Yes. That's what you yes, were. That's very yeah, true. Don't pay more than this. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, um, you know, and uh, they busted us several times and, uh, you know, came in and, you know, we're going to knock the house down and all that, you know, the usual yeah, stuff that right. happened and, and would always, you know, be sitting outside the, our house and, you know, doing spot checks and keeping us there for half an hour when we wanted to drive somewhere. And, right, right. You know, uh, I mean, uh, the first time it was just uh, they brought it with them because we knew, you know, and the second time we were just we were just nice hippies. We just nice hippies. We let a couple of uh, a, a young couple with a baby, young hippie couple with a baby, stay with us because uh, uh, it was the middle of winter in Baltimore. Cold, very cold and depressing, and so we just let them stay. And we said, "Listen, they're watching us, <laughs> so don't do anything." And of course, they did. And then they, you know, was, right, I mean, you know, right, right, right. <laughs> but right. they would arrest us for other things. They would like pull us off, to, pull our reporters, including me, off the street. Just well, where, they probably didn't like you very much. No, they didn't like me at all. Right. right, right. <laughs> but you, they liked. Well, San Francisco. Well, not the not the authorities, but yes. the people, my oh, yes. people yes. on the street. I mean, you know, uh, San Francisco was a lot looser for a long time. It yeah. always has been. I, I would imagine than Baltimore, although I was never loose. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, John Waters. Was, well, yeah. we were contemporaries. Yeah. But um, you know, it was uh, 
it was a kind of a wonderful scene for a while. It's all in my my little teeny memoir that I have online. Uh-huh. Um, if anyone cares to read it, under jmilliopold dot com. Uh-huh. A little thing called Scribblings. I write about the early hate. Ah, very good. Yeah, it's kind of. A fun but you were playing music then, were you, or weren't you? Well, I played music all through my growing up period. Uh-huh. You know, I wanted to be a jazz piano player, but is I that right? Yeah, yeah. Who did you want to be? Well, Bill Evans, of course. Of course. You know. I mean, but that was well. You know what the thing is? I haven't met a lot of people who wanted to be Bill Evans. That's interesting. I, now, now that I think about it, all the all the you know a couple hundred piano, pianists and famous guys that I've I, there's very few people that, that I knew who ever wanted to be Bill Evans. That's great because I, I, I that's totally I totally understand that. Well, uh, yeah, he was a big hero all the way back in yeah. in high school. But you know, I, <clears throat> uh, Tom Grant and I took from a same piano teacher down at the Fine Arts Building, a guy named Gene Confer, who was like one of the gurus of, you know, of piano playing in town. And uh, Tom, of course, was uh, excelled, and I didn't do so well. But uh, you should have heard Tom at the Cafe Espresso, uh-huh. run by Darcel, who owned it, Walter uh-huh. Cole, um, back in the in the early '60s. Uh-huh. He was a great piano player back then. Emerging, you know, uh-huh. it was really so. So you moved here? Did you move to San Francisco from Portland or the other way around? No, uh, we came out in the early fifties from New York. You did? Why? My mother's mother uh-huh. lived here, uh-huh. and that's a kind of a convoluted story. Okay. But, but um, <laughs> no, I went down in nineteen sixty-four to go to college uh-huh. at San Francisco State College. Uh-huh. Um, I it was the only school that would really. It accepted me whether it would give me any money. Uh-huh. So, and, um, you know, that was really before the hate was happening at yeah. all. So I just sure. lived kind of around the Fillmore, mm-hmm. and then things started to develop. And I went to for a couple of years and majored in uh, foreign languages and French literature uh-huh. and that kind of stuff. And, um, and then I... I had committed myself to two years to my parents, and then I got, you know, flooded by the uh, by the scene, or yeah, you know, I was kind of sucked into the kind of you know, you know, I met a really good friend of mine who's still a very good friend in a Russian class, and uh, he was going to drop acid for the first time, oh, yes. and uh, so you know, I asked him on Monday morning how was it, and you know, so next thing I know, it's I took some, and you know. And uh, there was really not going, no going back to school at that point. I understand, too much, I understand completely. You yes. know, not yes. that I took a lot of acid, but you know, because it was always a very powerful experience. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't yeah. something I, you know, yeah. I wasn't a, a merry prankster. I couldn't handle my head. Couldn't handle that kind of cacophony. I see. You know, I took a lot of acid. Did you? Yes, I well, did. it shows. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I've always been disappointed. I never had a flashback. Oh well, I used to think, man, this is clearly going to be cool. When I'm old, I'm going to, I'll have a flat. I never had one. I don't think you want one. I guess I do. Really? I can handle it. You think? I, I could always handle it, even even if I had a bad trip. I under, I always understood that whatever was was going on was coming from me. Right. That's absolutely <laughs> true. It's coming from me. So that's okay, right. you know, it helped me later on when I wrote really dreadful stories for a super, for a supermarket tabloid. So yeah, I, just, I could I understood that. Right, right. It was still disturbing, but I still understood, it and it was I was okay. Right. 
Well, I was playing music. Um, there was a guy uh, put up a little uh, notice on a telephone pole. Uh -huh. Hate Ashbury Orchestra forming, huh. and that was Bobby Beausoleil. Who, oh, jeez. Who's you know now doing? Yeah, has been doing. Will it forever be doing life? So everybody for, asks you if you knew if you knew Manson, right? Doesn't uh, everybody yeah, ask you that? Yeah, I never met Manson. I did yeah. go on his bus that was up in in San Francisco. Uh -huh. I walked on it for some reason. I just have this recollection, and it was very the vibe was very very creepy. And maybe it was my imagination. No, it, it wasn't. It Obviously, really, was not your imagination. Yeah, it seemed no. really there's something very amiss there, yes. you know. Yeah. But at that time, Bobby was not involved with him. And um, Bobby, anyway, did a wonderful thing. He uh, he put out this call, a general call, uh -huh. you know, like a gazillion mu musicians showed up, yeah. and it finally, you know, devolved or evolved uh -huh. down to. Uh, David the Flame, who founded It's a Beautiful Day. It's a Day. Beautiful Day, yeah. Um, Henry Razoff, who who was an incredible electrified, well, oboe player, which we electrified. Wow. Yeah. And um, uh, Terry Wilson was playing drums. I was playing bass. Mm -hmm. Bobby was playing guitar and bazooki. It was called the Electric Orchestra. Uh -huh. Light shows for the blind. There you go. What somebody, a poet there, coined Sounds for good. us. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty good line. It was. And you know we still is, yeah, <laughs> still is, yeah. Um, and uh, I am not averse to going back and using material I wrote forty years ago. Do it, <laughs> <laughs> do it. Who would know? Correct, you. only me. <laughs> That's right. Um, so you know we we played little places. Mm -hmm. You know I think we played a couple of big halls. I remember we played the so-called hall, which was on Page Street, opening for the Charlatans. Uh huh. With Dan Hicks was the drummer and uh -huh. a kind of emerging writer, mm -hmm. and um, then um, what happened? I think Bobby. Either I went to jail. Uh, a couple of things happened. Bobby kind of uh, kind of had a big blow because he was he was close to a guy named Kenneth Anger, filmmaker. Oh yeah, yeah. They were yeah. they were. Um, I don't want to. One of John Waters' opinion. most favorite directors. Pardon? One of John Waters' most favorite Yeah, directors. for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he got involved with Kenneth. And um, I was th – actually, the Orcusha is in, is in um, one of Kenneth's movies. Really? Yeah. Uh, wow. I used to have a copy of VHS of it. <laughs> uh, My Demon Brother or something like that. Um, but any, anyway, he got involved and it was a big blow up and, and, and uh, Bobby fled to L.A. Yeah. And I went where I went. Yeah. And um, Terry Wilson, by the way, the drummer, I must say, who's deceased, which is really a tragedy, huh. was from Detroit, and he used to, he he came up playing with Charles Lloyd. Wow. Yeah, I mean, a huh. wonderful person huh. and a great drummer. Who was coming to this this year's? I mean, the 2016 Portland Jazz Festival. Yeah, yeah. I should accost him. He probably doesn't even remember, but who knows? <laughs> so um, then I did my time, um, got out, and my girlfriend. Does this get too boring? No. Oh, okay. Hell no. I sounds like I'm. <laughs> anyway, I had a girlfriend, and she left me right after I got out of out of jail, and she went to Italy. So, in my mind, uh, that's what I would do. I would follow her. So I went to New York, and uh, it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, you know, I was, I, was, I was sort of very adrift and kind of spaced out. But, yeah. Yeah. 
but I had my guitar, and actually Nick Gravenitis gave me a ride to Chicago. Wow. Because um, we had done a couple of his tunes in the or, in the orchestra, mm-hmm. some really cool tunes that I'd never heard yeah. on anything that he ever any you know he ever released. But anyway, I called because I played before I went to jail. That's what happened. I played with Dan and David Laflame. David uh-huh. Laflame recruited me as an upright bass player to play with Dan. Uh-huh. It was a trio. And um, and what kind of stuff were you doing? Dan's material. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it was yeah. all the dance material. He okay. became a this yeah. budding songwriter, right? Yeah, was, yeah. You know. You know, and was he writing tunes that, that reflected what was to come? Well, he was writing tunes that were what to come. Okay. Right? And, and okay. you know, that, yeah, 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 the presaged, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't think we did any, any quote, covers, because they, if they were yeah. covers, they would be very obscure. Yes. You know, um, but we played, you know, a little place, you know, in Sausalito. We all lived in the, in, in the hate. Uh-huh. And um, so, anyway, I was playing with Dan, and then um, then I did go to jail. Um, and um, he got a different bass player, Bill Douglas, and I got out. And then, so that that slot was taken. Yeah. And um, but I called him from New York because I was kind of lonely and didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. He said, "Go get your bass. We're going to be the big act of '69." There you go. <laughs> the big act of 69. So I went up to Portland, flew to Portland, or took a bus or some goddamn Something, thing. Something, yeah. And took, drove my bass down and and uh, started rehearsing with him. And and he got a violin player, Sid Page. Yes. And a guitar player, John Weber. And a couple of, of women to sing harmony. And yeah. that's the way it started. Yeah. Yeah. And we weren't the big act of 69. No, but you no. were the coolest. Well, you know, nobody would come to see us in San Francisco. It's a story I have to tell myself when I think about the the short stories because it was like nobody picked up on Dan Hicks in San Francisco until he made it elsewhere. Really? Oh, yeah. It was like <laughs> nobody would come and see us. I mean, I'm not bullshitting you. It was, yeah. we, you know, we say always pr- plenty of free parking when the hot licks play. <laughs> And it was just, you know, you're sort of not appreciated in your own land. Sometimes that happens. Uh, it happens a lot. You know, yeah. and it was only... I spent 50 years beating my head against the wall in Baltimore. Yeah, Tell me well, about there it. you go. Yeah. So it was only till we, you know, got this contract with Epic Records, which was part of Columbia. Yeah. Cut the first album and mm-hmm. then went on tour that all of a sudden word started to filter back that, <laughs> you know what, uh... You know, you got a pretty good thing that, that you know in your own backyard. Yeah. And we were out on tour, and Bill Graham uh, put on a big, big um, benefit at Winterland, uh-huh. and we knew we had arrived because he re- we had requested that we play there. Well. So we flew back, and he sent limos, you know, the whole nine oh, yards geez. out to the airport. Yeah. I forget who else was on the bill, but it was uh-huh. a pretty pretty heady company. Uh-huh. Um. And we got big cheers, right? And then that suddenly we knew that we had sort of, you know, yeah. climbed out of the yeah. Uh, yeah. out of the wherever the street, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So no, you guys were heroes. Uh, yeah, for a while. Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's no question about it. Because uh, was the um, uh, was the whole 
look of it, the whole style of it and the feel of it. Was that organic or was it some was it somewhat calculated? No, it was very organic. It really was. It felt that way. Yeah, yeah. I would I, like to think that. No, okay? no, no. It wasn't calculated at all. It was like <laughs> yeah. nobody from L.A. or some yeah, management said, yeah. you know, you guys ought to dress retro. Yeah. No, that was all our taste. I understand. Yeah, I mean. Lots I was, of us were like that. Yeah, of course. We yeah. were haunted fifth stores in the Goodwill. Exactly. In the days when exactly. you could actually find incredible stuff. That's right. Know? And, uh, no, that was what we were into, the past. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So... It was, you know, I don't know if it was a West Coast phenomenon. Probably. Oh no, because it, it 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 was it was definitely there were lots of us on the East Coast yeah. who, who were who were doing the yeah. same thing. Yeah, I mean, if you look at yeah. pictures of the charlatans, they uh -huh. were really they really dressed, you know, in period yeah. stuff. Yeah, that was their their, their kind of one of their shtick. But I, I I mean I think it was all a natural inclination. I mean Dan's apartment and you know my place, you know, were just decked out in in weird old memorabilia from you know. Eons gone by. Mine right? too. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, a lot of deco stuff and sure. and earlier. Right. So right. Uh, right. no, it was it was not contrived. It was just yeah. how we felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, people who came in, like Sid Page, who had, didn't have that background because uh -huh. he's Santa Rosaite, yeah. and you know, um, was never really looked. And he, we started to influence, you know, his fashion sense, you know, and and you know, so that's how that. Yeah, and we, we also like that you weren't rock stars. We definitely weren't rock stars. Yeah, yeah. We 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 <laughs> opened uh, a gig in Cleveland one time for for Steppenwolf. And, oh, geez. Yeah, and <laughs> and uh, well, there were many bands. Then there was us. And then yeah. there was Steppenwolf, <laughs> who I thought was a fantastic band. Oh, I mean, sure. Born to be Wild to me is like the anthem of my youth. Right. A wonderful, wonderful song. Exactly. And John Kay was a really neat guy to us. Uh -huh. He was. Well, what happened was we were the last – the people had been holding their breaths for these guys for like hours. Oh, so all of a sudden they were subjected to – Obviously, not rock and roll. <laughs> and they started pelting us with ice cubes. Oh, no. Yeah, and booed us off stage. Oh, jeez. And then the city of Cleveland had to apologize to us. <laughs> and we played with the next day at some fair with Long John Baldry. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, and, 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 you know, everyone was, you know, all the, the, the music people were, were horrified. But it was very understandable. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Naomi... Yeah. Uh, Naomi Eisenberg, one of the singers, like uh, gave a BA to the to the audience before she <laughs> left the stage. It was a great scene, actually. Dan actually did a cartoon. You mean she mooned them? She mooned them. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was pretty great. Dan actually did. Dan's a pretty talented cartoonist, uh -huh. um, and he actually did a full cartoon, uh -huh. you know, uh, eight and a half by eleven in a magazine of the whole incident, which I wish I I might even still have a copy uh -huh. of for a Bay Area magazine. The the Dan Hicks and his Hotlicks album covers are, are still classics. Did you guys have an input into that or was that a record company thing? No, Dan I think worked with well, the first one was produced by Globe Globe Propaganda, which uh -huh. was George Hunter, yeah. ex charlatan yeah. guy's company. Yeah. I think the second one, I'm trying to think. And then, no, it was sort of maybe they recommended people, but, it, uh -huh. but you know, Dan really had a lot of input. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's a very, very yeah. visual, artistic yeah. guy. We, we actually adopted that style for the underground newspaper because our art director uh, had just come back from San Francisco, Alan Rose, who had done lots of posters and was involved in the scene. So, yeah. you know, it was, it was just natural that we adopted that style. You know? 
Right, right. Yeah, which was, I don't know. I think it's it's still is a wonderful style, and it's about time it came back. Well, you know. No, no, everything comes back. Yeah, and then it goes away again. Correct, but it still <laughs> comes back. <laughs> right. Well, I think there's a there's an appreciation. There's a certain set of young people who kind of, well. Shit, I mean, a lot of people are playing old-timey music. It's to kind right. of, young people are, are really into that. And, and vinyl. And vinyl and, you know, 40s swing and sure. stuff. It's all over the yeah. place. So. I think the swing thing is, has, has peaked and is on the way, on the way back to wherever it goes, and then it'll come back again for another yeah. generation. I you know? suppose. It never, you know, this stuff never goes away. Yeah. No. Well, in New Orleans, you see all these oh. young bands oh, yeah. playing that stuff oh, yeah. really well. Yeah. Really yeah, well. Yeah. You know, yeah Surprise. Yeah. Loose Marbles was one of those bands. Uh, the guy who runs Loose Marbles, it was the son of the of the mother of the her his parents uh, owned Eddie Condon's. Oh really? Wow. <laughs> so he had yeah he had good uh, good genes there. Uh, okay, so uh, you're playing the bass. I'm playing the bass, yeah. and you know we're we're having a great time, and um, I forget what happened but then it's, well you know we just we, we, were succe- we were successful yeah i mean you yeah. know up to a point correct and yeah. um but there was a uh, pernicious um entrance of uh not the right kind of medicine Oh yeah, into, into the mix. Well, that's what happens. Which do well, it doesn't happen to everybody. No, but, but it, it did happen. A lot. But it did happen a lot, and yeah. it really threw everything off right. off the rails. Actually, right. yeah. I mean, Dan had had it uh, when last train to Hicksville, you know, was like fifty two with a bullet when it came out on two hundred. You know the yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it was on the ascent. You know, and yeah. he, and there was a lot of dissension. People. You know, some people hitting him up for more money and stuff, and he just got tired of being a band leader. Mm. Um, but I think it was a bad choice. We should, I should have gone into rehab right there for a few weeks or something like that, yeah. and a couple of days at least. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and anyway, it is what it is. Dan and I went down to Mexico on a little sojourn and mm-hmm. just kicked around there, down there for a couple of weeks, just him and me, and. Um, and when he came back, he kind of made the decision to 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 uh, kill the band, but he had a lot of credit. He had a lot of Hertz rental debt oh. and all kinds of debt. So we went out as a trio, different guitar players. He yeah. kept it alive, and he's kept it alive to this day. Uh, of course, you know, uh, I've seen you play with him. Yeah, all right here at the Aladdin Theater. Right, yeah. right, and he said some. You know, I mean, the 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 women who sing with him now, in fact, have sung. Much a much longer period of time than when yeah. in the height of our popularity, <laughs> you know, when we were uh, when it was Marianne and Naomi, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, it was a th- you know, can't deny it was an incredible thrill to play you know fairly big venues and sure. people really appreciate it. And you know, I don't listen to the music very much, but occasionally, you know, something will happen. And I'll, I'll, I happened recently. I put on a, a CD or a vinyl or something. I am amazed at how great a band we were. I oh mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. tight. Yeah, I, no, just, I, understand. I understand. I mean, I'm just you know, yeah. and I've got yeah. who is that bass player? I say to myself. Yeah, you yeah. Know, because I, I understand completely. I'll, I'll go back and look at stuff I've written 35 years ago, and, and something that I'd written that was funny, and and I'll forget the joke. 
Right. And it'll make me laugh. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Right. That's a good thing. That's the good thing about longevity. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it was uh, it was wonderful. and, and uh, So how do you and, feel when you play with them now? With Dan? Yeah. Well, I barely do. Yeah, I mean, I just sometimes said, you do. I've seen you. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, if you know, if he comes to town or something like that. Yeah. Well... You know, I love Dan a lot, and yeah. and I, you know, it's it, you know, it's when I was young. Yeah. So all yeah. those feelings come back, and I can really, I really have the energy comes back. Really. For that time. Wow. On, you know, because we, you know, I was, you know, we didn't have drums for a long time, so I was uh -huh. sort of the rhythmic linchpin, uh -huh. and you know, and you know, it required strength. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it, you know, when I when I play with him for a couple of tunes, three or four tunes at least, I don't know if I could do you know go on the road or anything like that. But yeah. um, I mean, it's 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 still thrilling, you know. What a great yeah. feeling it must be. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, and I know those tunes backwards and forwards. Sure. You know, so so that's that's great. Huh. And he's had a couple of reunions. He had one when he was sixty, and then he yeah. had one. In, more recently, when he turned 70, which was a big, huge concert down in Davies Hall, which is the Symphony Hall down in San Francisco. Uh -huh. And, you know, had everybody in the world who ever played with him. And But the, the original, you know, the, the, let's say the original Hot Licks, the, the, you know, the Sid Page, yeah. John Gurdon, mm -hmm. Marianne, Naomi, me, um, were featured. And, uh, you know, it just, it just felt very natural, you know. You know, like you know, I mean, you do something yeah. for five years or whatever it was, and you do it, you know, uh, thirty weeks out of the year. You know, it's, it's yeah. a muscle, it's, it's emotional and muscle and yeah. memory of all kinds, right? right kicks right. in, yeah. so it's yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you, did you get you get, did you get out of music for a while? Oh yeah, I got out of music for I don't know. I mean, I was I was writing stuff. Mm -hmm. But as far as performing, I kind of, you know, you know, 25 years, something like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I was had an advertising agency, raised a family. Mm -hmm. and, um, I would play, you know, I would play my guitar, I'd play the bass, but mm -hmm. I really, I'm trying to think. You'd I really get wasn't Get together with friends and stuff? And yeah, play? a little bit. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. A little bit, but yeah. only a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't something I would yeah. do regularly. Matter of fact, I almost, you know, just kind of sold my bass at one point, which I'm really glad I didn't. Yeah. Um, but I was, I then I started drifting into, you know, I, I always kind of had a natural, um, let's see, proclivity to writing, you know, poetry mm -hmm. or 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 songs, and I found that I could really express myself doing that and mm -hmm. and I so so I mean of late I um, haven't been playing much bass and I've just been focusing on on guitar playing and and uh, writing that's mm -hmm. what I do I mean mm -hmm. I just keep writing and mm -hmm. some stuff sticks and some stuff goes away yeah. so yeah. you know huh. and, and like I said it's uh, there's no I have had I mean it's as big a thrill for me in a way different but but the big thrill as I had with playing with Dan when I was young, is actually playing my own my own music, yeah, and hearing it executed by another singer or myself, uh -huh. and in a in a band that's that's good and tight, yeah, and having the audience react in a really really positive way. It's just mm -hmm. it's 
you know, being inside of that little that little machine mm -hmm. is very cool. It's a wonderful feeling. So that's what it's all about. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Um, was Potom Potom your band, or were you just in that band? No, I was just in that band. Yeah, yeah. And, and what did you play in that? Were you the bass? bass. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's my that's my little yeah. my little bass thing that I do these yeah. days, which is more of a cabaret and you know world music kind of kind of scene. Uh -huh. And I do a couple of my tunes in it too, so. Yeah, yeah. What were you looking for um, in musicians when you were putting the short stories together? Anybody would play for free. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, you know, I, 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 here's what happens. Um, no, I've been doing a lot of writing uh -huh. and people were saying, hey man, you should play out. These songs are good. Yeah. And, um, I was booking Padam Padam at the Jade. Oh, did I mispronounce it? Everybody does. Don't okay. worry about it. All right. um, at the Jade Lounge. Yeah. Eugene uh, Bingham at the Jade Lounge. Very nice guy. And I'm booking in, you know, he's got his little book open there. And I, and I look, oh, shit, he's got all this time open. I said, well, you think if I could book myself a night? I'm thinking to myself. Mm -hmm. And then I go, well, can I blah, blah, blah. And he said, Sure. <laughs> so I did, yeah. and I got Walter Kreiderman, who's a pretty well-known uh, roots, really good player, guitar mm -hmm. player, mm -hmm. and we just were sort of operating as a duo. And then I um, went to Beaterville at night on Wednesday night. I used to have a jam uh -huh. over there that Walter was involved in, and I met Aaron Lowe. And Walter says, oh, this harmonica player wants to sit in with you. Mm -hmm. I'm going, shit, I don't want any harmonica. That'll, <laughs> that'll throw me off, but good. But this kid is really, I say kid, he's, you know, yeah. he's just a lot younger than me. Right. Uh, he's a fantastic... Anybody, anybody under 40 is a kid. Th that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he's a little over 40, but not much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's a phenomenal player. You know, I, you know, I don't know what he's doing in Portland, but I mean, he, he, can, yeah. he his melodic sense, his lyrical sense, uh -huh. the way he can... can you know, he's, he can play blues, but mm -hmm. I'm talking about being able to play like Charlie McCoy. Right. You know, mm -hmm. just interpret songs and play shit, and you're going, man, that, you know, as 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 a really good lyrical guitar player can yeah. do. You yeah. know, you know, can, it's like a, any Toots Thielmans in him, that kind of stuff. Yeah, or something just play chromatic. Okay. But I mean, you know, you know how a really good guitar player can lean into a tune mm -hmm. and can be subtle enough not to just keep blasting away, but but lyrical. Yeah. Well, Aaron is the same way on harmonica, yeah. so. That's unusual in a harmonica player. It is very yes. unusual, yes. the sensitivity. Well, I mean, that musicality. Right. I don't yeah. know if it's unusual, but, yeah. I mean, you know, um, it's, anyway, it's, it's been really great. And so, you know, we started playing as a trio, and then the bass player, Jim Miller, mm -hmm. started playing with us. Remember yeah. Jim? Sure. Um, and he, Jim was sort of my, a real mentor to me because really? I, I hadn't really been doing this and he kind of really kind of yeah. guided me. As he, he was like that for a lot of people. For a lot of people. He was a big open hearted person, right. a wonderful person. Right. And I get tears when I start thinking yeah. about him, you know, yeah. a little bit. Um, we, we ran a, I did a, a wonderful uh, interview with him at the blues festival the year before he died. And we've rerun that interview <clears> many <throat> video interview. We've, we've rerun that many times. <coughs> yeah. 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 So we started playing together. We played that we had a twice a month thing at the Jay Lounge, Jimmy's Salon de Musique. Uh -huh. 
I called it, and I would book other bands and us. Uh-huh. And that went on for four or five years. But then Walter still plays with me sometimes. But then uh, for the last few years, Clark Salisbury has been playing guitar. Uh-huh. He's a really excellent player, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we've expanded now. Now we have, we have you know, we have drums, bass, harmonica, guitar. Mm-hmm. And um, I really like having another person sing some of my songs besides me trying to sing them all. That makes sense. Someone who can really sing. I'm just, a, I'm just a you know a soft voice struggling kind of guy, but someone who can actually sing. Yeah. And so that's been that's been really great. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we we opened for Dan twice at the Aladdin. We opened for David Bromberg. Oh yeah. And yeah. and and it fit, you know. Um, and we got, you know, I mean, with Bromberg and of course with Dan. Um, but, um, you know, we just got received when people really listen to the music, uh-huh. cause it's, it's kind of lyric intensive. I don't think it's boring lyric, lyric uh-huh. intensive, but it's uh-huh. not background bar kind of, right. we're, not, we're not a dance band, correct? you know, uh, right. and I'm envy, I'm envious of people who actually play in dance bands cause I like to play for dancers, yeah. but that's not what I write. I'm, yeah. you know, um, and people really, I mean, it was really well received. We got, uh, Two times we got a standing ovation uh-huh. for an opening act. I thought that was uh-huh. pretty good, you know. Uh-huh. So it was kind of a dynamic presentation and yeah. blah, blah, blah. That's great. Um, it's, um, you know, I remember something I heard David Bromberg say like a million years ago, which I, which I, I didn't realize how true, I mean, it's become truer and truer to me over the years, right? And it was, I always want somebody in my band who's better than I am. Right, right. <laughs> true story. Yeah. Absolutely true story. Absolutely. It really is. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, well, I, it doesn't matter what what kind of creative you know thing you're into. It, it's always better to yeah. have somebody yes, in the band that's better right, than you right. are. Or, or you know? be- doing something different that's yeah. you know, they excel at that's different than what you can do. You exactly. Know? No, exactly. that's that's yeah. that's for sure. I think he was talking about um, his uh, the other guitar player in this band. Right. Yeah. And, right. And, 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 but that was a long. That was like back when uh, you got to suffer if you want to sing the blues, David Bromberg. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Reverend, didn't he hang out with Reverend Gary Davis? I think for a long time. He that did. Was yeah. A mentor. Yeah. 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 Did um, was there somebody way back who influenced you more than I mean not not the not the Bill Evans thing, right? But somebody that you knew that that was was that either mentored you or or influenced you. Well, I guess you could say, you know, I noticed myself really slipping into Hicksisms. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dan and I used to do a little comedy routine privately, uh-huh. videotape, and we had a really good. We could actually play off each other. Yeah. He had a much more kind of sardonic wit, uh-huh. uh, you know, a little bit more cynical than I am. Although I, that, but I, I feel somewhere inside that there's a little bit of Dan, you know, because I worked with him so long. Yeah. And, and yeah. Um, I mean, we say different, would say different things. But sort of attitude-wise, I mean, I'm not hostile at all the way Dan was in the early days. Not, I mean, hostile in a funny kind of way. Yeah. Um, but I guess, I guess, you know, as a model, I guess Dan would be someone who right. I think is a great, yeah. great songwriter. Yeah. You know, undeniably yeah. an American classic. Yeah. And on stage, he's, you know, 
he's he's a one of a kind thing. You That's know? for sure. You know. Yeah. You know, so I guess if it was one person, you know, I mean, I'm just that just popped into my head. I didn't really yeah. think about it until yeah. you asked. You know? So, is, is, are you comfortable being a, being the, the front man? Yeah, actually, surprisingly, yeah. I can improvise yeah. verbally. <laughs> you know, I mean, I actually can bounce off the moment. You know, um, you know, without trying to be too funny or anything, I, I can sort of. I can do that for some reason. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm afraid when I first go on, but then the old classic thing, once it starts, you know, um, you know, I'm okay. Uh -huh. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know why. I mean, uh, you know, my, my, both my parents were actors, Okay. you know, so maybe yeah. that has something to do. I never acted before, uh -huh. you know, till, till recently I was in this uh, crazy movie that, um, about you? Well, it's kind of ba loosely based on me. I was I was actually the, the protagonist in this movie. Oh. <laughs> I know I never really acted before, but that was it's okay. We, uh, you know, um, a young director by the name of Mahalia Cohn who uh -huh. worked on a lot of other people's movies and has done some other stuff on her own. Um, wrote us. I've known her since she was a little kid, and she wrote a script, kind of a story, based on a guy, kind of my age, uh -huh. who um, you know had had success as as a younger person in music, yeah. and then raised a family or whatever. But he just couldn't shake the feeling of mm -hmm. wanting to get back out there. Goes mm -hmm. back out there, goes out to play a couple of gigs with his songs, mm -hmm. and a year and a half later, he's never come home. <laughs> Right, he's just sort of like one thing is snowballed into another, and he's just out in rural Oregon picking up different musicians for <laughs> different gigs, and um, and playing playing his stuff, which is a mm -hmm. little bit like like mm -hmm. me, although I yeah. didn't leave my family. Yeah. Um, and then he and there's a whole story involved. He he meets uh, a woman who who uh, is a, he finds out who can actually sing and sing his songs very well. Uh -huh. Uh, and then there's a kind of a, a mystery involved and a, a betrayal and and so look for it in uh, 2020. 20? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know when it's going to come out. There's a lot, a lot of footage. I we, might be looking up at the groundhog by then. <laughs> might be. Um, I mean, uh, we spent a month on the road shooting all over Oregon and mm -hmm. and. Uh, different musicians we did the Pendleton Roundup which was really a trip and um, so I'm hoping hoping within like six months there'll be a, some kind of rough cut and I can I didn't look at any for any fray any of the rushes yeah yeah what you know I, I just didn't want to look at myself you know what I mean <laughs> I do you know I just because I might have been so depressed I might have walked <laughs> you know but look you know it, it, all my a lot of my tunes are there and intact and stuff. So, yeah. you know, we'll see what happens. Good. It's called the last hot lick at the <laughs> moment. I don't know if that might change. But. So we can see you every what at the Jade Lounge? Jade Lounge is no longer. Oh. I did that for like almost five years. Okay. And so, um, you know, at the moment, actually, we're in the studio mm -hmm. uh, recording some new stuff. Good. And, um, you know, we're. Well, what can I, what what can we let the people listen to from the last album? What would you suggest? What would you recommend? 
Well, they can go online and... No, I mean, I'll put it up here on the, on the, on, on the page. Oh. Well, there's a song called Katie's Gone. Katie's Gone. Um, okay. This is a live album. We did at O'Connor's. Mm -hmm. um, we'll put that up. Okay. So you're asking for one tune? Huh? Yeah. You got it. Great. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Tom. Hey, it's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed uh, we, could, your... I, we could do another hour of this. <laughs> well, I can manufacture some more lies. <laughs> we need more griots in the world. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thank you, Tom.